Forget the coffee. I am in so much pain right now. I got a massive headache. The Sports Blast has the cure for your Friday night hangover. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird. I have to ask twice. Three hours of sports talk. That would be terrific. That would be great, huh? Terrific. That was terrific. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. All right, back here on the Sports Blast. ESPN New Hampshire, ESPNNHradio.com. Continuing on with our discussion on the upcoming trade deadline in the NBA. 3 p.m. next Thursday. And uh, it's been a little animated here in the early goings about what the Celtics plan on doing. I honestly think that Danny Ainge is not going to make a move at all. Nothing. He'll do something. Yeah, he will. I, I don't just, think so. It just won't be fireworks. Didn't he, didn't he have a quote, Mark? This week about like he's he doesn't want a rental he doesn't want band aids yeah like that. He, he said that he didn't want band aids or a rental he he's not giving up future assets I I think he is kind of throwing it out there to say like teams we're actually not giving up our future assets unless you give me a piece that I want so I I think it's a little you know cat and mouse game going on. Um, but I don't think it's a, a bad idea by him to really, you know, throw it out there to different teams that have players that may be coming off contracts to, you know, in two or three years. Like when he says, you know, rent a player and um, band-aids, he's talking like an Andrew Bogut, you know, stuff like that, which me and Dave alluded to in the you know, last, um, you know, uh, segment where we we're talking about they need a rebounder. So I, I think he's really throwing it out there. That's going to be plan B. Um, but plan A, I think, is really just trying to figure out what teams are really willing to deal. I think he's going to make a deal. I just don't know what. Well, yeah. And, and look, the only way they get the superstar is if uh, Danny Ainge pulls one over on some team. You exactly. know, He's going to have to pull another trade out of his ass where he wins and the other team flat out loses. And I'm sorry, but I feel like most of the GMs in the NBA at this point are pretty privy to what Danny Ainge's scheme is at the trade deadline. And they've seen Danny Ainge win these trades before by trading picks and ponies for the big, the the horse, basically. The big ticket. The guy that you need in order to win a championship. The superstar. I don't think that, I don't think that uh, other GMs around the league are really uh, happy to deal with Danny Ainge on trade deadline. Well, after he's, uh, he's fleeced them. Like, That's what times. I mean. He, he, he's like the won Isaiah these Thomas deals too often. Deal. Jake oh, the, the Suns and the Kings must be kicking themselves. They'll always look at Thomas as the guy that got away. Well, who knows? I mean, well, Isaiah, we don't know what Isaiah, Thomas would have been. Isaiah Thomas wouldn't have been what he was if he wasn't with this team, probably. Brad Stevens, good coach. Um, but when when you look at the, the Celtics moving forward, they, they, they definitely have you know needs, of course, but... Um, I think Danny likes to have like a stage one and the stage one is at the deadline to feel out for stage two, which will be the summer. If stage one is completed, that's when you make the move for the big guy. But I think he'll definitely wait till the summer, kind of feel out who's willing to deal, you know, come up with trade scenarios so that when, you know, the, the number one pick does happen, you know, teams feel capable of making that trade because without that legitimate number one, they're not going to want to make that trade unless it's like two. But um, anywhere from three to five, I mean, it's just not worthy. So yeah. I think they want to make sure that that's going to be the number one or number two pick. Most well, likely Well, will. the Celtics would probably rather prefer to get rid of that pick before the lottery comes out, if possible. Given but their the, history. But the problem with it is the value is, is not as high as it will be once you know what the pick is going to be for certain teams. But it works both ways, Dave. The value could go down right. after it could the go, lottery. It could go down, but it could go up. Right now, it's less than what it potentially could could be in the right. offseason, though. Yeah, it's it's a risky move, but if you're Ainge, right, 
it's a guard-heavy draft. So at this point, you're trading that pick regardless. I'm telling or, you right now. Or you're trading a guard. Or you could trade well, a you guard. Could, you but could trade a guard and a pick. Yeah, you could trade a guard and... <laughs> but again, if you have so many guards... Like, trading one guard is not going to make a difference. I mean, again, even if you do draft a guard... No, 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 but it, it, it may not make a difference, but it does take money off the books, which you desperately are going to need if you yep. want that guy. Now, look, I don't even take Isaiah Thomas off the table in certain respects because you're going to have to give that guy a max contract. Now, if that's going to handcuff you to the point where you don't think you can get the superstar, because Isaiah, I'm sorry, he's been great, he's been... Uh, again, he's going to finish, like you said, Ashish, top three in the MVP voting this year, but he's not the guy. He is not the guy. You can't have him out there in the fourth quarter defending leads. Yeah, guys, I don't think that they're going to win a championship with Isaiah Thomas being the point guard. And the reason why is he likes to dominate the basketball. And when that happens, you know, players lose their strengths. Like Al Horford, I mean, he's having an average season. Everybody's saying he's doing really good. He can't he's, rebound. He can't he rebound. two rebounds the other day tw- in 23 minutes. He, two. And oh, he, we talked about that one he got acquired is that he's never been a huge rebounder we looked at his career numbers well yeah but two yeah i know i agree two is two is pretty isaiah thomas can have two but in that regard i think danny age kind of uh hand uh handcuffed himself too and that that right because he wanted to sign someone who was who was good top free agent to prove that the celtics could sign someone who was a top free agent they are a better team with horford than without horford that's true so i mean you are making improvements by adding Guys like Al Horford to your roster, but you're still but like you, five notches below the. That's cast. what I mean. So now, now you're in a position where you've got to be careful what your next move is because you're going to handcuff yourself financially if you give the right, the wrong amount of money to the wrong guy. Right. So you got to watch what you do here at this deadline. You can't overspend. You can't spend that Brooklyn pick on someone that's a second tier talent. No, it's even, not going right. to do it for yeah. you. And, and, and if you do, by the way, you may risk losing. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, and I, I think Ainge is smarter than that, to be honest with you. I don't think he's he really wants to deal the 2017 pick for Jimmy Butler. I think he wants to do the 2018 because, you know, there's not much to it. And you can utilize that 2017 pick to go out and get a guy, you know, like a, a Blake Griffin or, you know, s- somebody that can rebound the ball and block shots. Blake Griffin so, still isn't that top tier yeah, guy. I don't think, I don't think Blake but Griffin look, puts you over the top either. But, I'm with Brian. But, but, my, but if you, uh, to Mark's point, if yeah. you can use that 2018 pick to bring in a guy who's not quite Paul George, who's not quite Kevin Durant well, in a Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. then you can utilize the your 2017. 2017 pick, and I'm sorry, Isaiah, but if you package Isaiah with that 2017 pick, now we're talking about a superstar, okay? And if you acquired a guy like Jimmy Butler and you've got Al Horford, then you can go for a Blake Griffin, a Paul George, that guy that's going to put you over the top. Uh, Well, Dave, even to that point... Well, Blake Griffin at that point is a position of need. You need a center. Right. And and to today's point, you could also start throwing in Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder to make the money come off the books. Right. Sure. So Specifically Avery Bradley, I think he's an injury risk. I, I know a lot of fans like love They're playing him. great without him. He's going to get paid too. And, and it can be done and I'm telling you right now, if they go out and get like a Blake Griffin or, or somebody, Al Horford's expendable in my eyes. I agree. Totally. Oh, I as, agree long totally. as, as long as the team really wants his salary, which I don't know who would want $28 million Utah Jazz. on their books. Yeah, Utah <laughs> Al Jazz. Horford. Yeah, he no. can't rebound. Yeah, he can't rebound, and I feel like he chokes with inconsistency. That's, see, that's why I'm saying, like, you guys are talking about they need a rebounder. That's why I'm saying go after Andre Drummond, because I know Paul George is probably the best player that you can acquire in a trade realistically. I know, but, does, yeah, but, but the Drummond takes up but, too but much money. Yeah, the asking only price, that, too, Ashish. And, 
but he's not. He's not as good as you think he well, is. Well, and you're going to have to give up a Brooklyn pick for right. him. Right, but here's you're the thing. You're going to waste that pick okay, on a guy who's who's just going to, what, provide rebound. you rebounding? No, but let's just say in a perfect world that you go out and get a guy like Paul George. Forget about the money for a second. Let's just say you have him. Now you have two players in Paul George and Isaiah Thomas that do a lot of the same things. They're both sure. ball-dominant players. How is that going to work? Well, I think Marcus Smart could be the potential point guard moving oh, forward. No. I agree with no, that. No, I like Marcus Smart as a defensive guys, specialist. Guys, have you seen Marcus Smart's pretty good well, well, improvements on offense the past month? And he keeps getting better. Uh, at first, I kept cringing during the start of the season whenever he took a three. The, now I'm I'm starting to he's, like he's be improved okay. incrementally no, he's, offensively. He's shooting thirty six percent from three look, every year. I'm 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 agreeing with you. Every year he's improved offensively. Mm-hmm. It's incremental, but he's a and he's an astounding defender. Right. So I mean, yeah, look, I, I would take look, I would take that in a harpy over Isaiah Thomas shooting the ball thirty five times a game. But see, right? that's that's Tuas original point. I think Isaiah does that. Because there's no other guy. Yep. Okay, I don't know that it's Isaiah's game to do what he's been doing this year. Uh, so if you bring yeah. in a Paul George, yeah, right now Isaiah seems like the guy who's a ball hog. He's the ball stopper, and he's going to chuck up a bunch of shots. But if you bring in a Paul George, he becomes more of a facilitator, does he not? Right. I, I would assume so. He would have to. Yeah, because then, then it's not going to work because you have, again, you going back to the, my point that you have two guys Isaiah that do a lot would of the come same off things. the bench. But, I, but I, I, don't, don't know, I don't know if you can do that now. I, I don't, don't think you think can move Isaiah back to the I bench. I think you could. I think Isaiah would welcome that role because he'd be the exactly. star of the bench. I don't think that Isaiah is the guy that he is right now on this team. He's got to chuck up all those shots. So you make him a sixth man if you go out and get a guy like Paul George? Yes. I'm not necessarily I, saying that. I'm saying I, I he say becomes that. more of a facilitator than a ball stopper. Right. That if you get Paul George, Isaiah becomes uh, falls into a different role. He can't be the guy that's chucking up all those shots. Now you got Paul George. And I don't think that Isaiah, at least it hasn't been shown in his career, that he's going to be a guy who would be opposed to that. Right. No, but I, Isaiah... Has he ever been on a team where he's had the chance not to be that guy? To be a facilitator as opposed to the guy who's chucking up 50, 60 shots a game? When it was I, I, with I, Sacramento. Sure, but I... I don't know. I just think it's because yeah, Demarcus, Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, Demarcus Cousins. Right. So he was the and he, he wasn't the scorer. He was here. Right. Uh, obviously, that has to do with him improving over the course of time as well and becoming mm-hmm. the player that he has in Boston. But I think that Isaiah would welcome. I agree. Be uh, a, a guy like Paul George to become a guy who's more of a facilitator. Oh, I, I, I think that's a hell of an assumption to make. I mean, you're underestimating these guys. Have they, they all have egos? Even Isaiah Thomas. Well, sure Isaiah Thomas he has said, a big ego. He said, so "Back I, up the Brinks truck." I'm not saying he doesn't. Yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't want to get paid. But I'm saying uh, that we don't know. There's there's a necessity for Isaiah to take the amount of shots that he takes now. Yeah, with, but with a guy point, like Dave, Paul George, that necessity's not there anymore. I mean, this guy's averaging five, six assists a game, and in the NBA, you have you know point guards that average a double double sometimes, where you know it's twenty points and ten assists. So I want a guy, a point guard that facilitates, sets the table. Who's he got to pass to right now? But you got to make your players better around you because if not, you're just going to be chucking up shots and hoping they go in. Yeah, but and that's a what's happening on his teammates. Is there not? Like he's far and away the best player on this team, and he's not even a top tier shooter in the league. Right. Well, what about Jalen Brown? What about you know Avery Bradley when he what becomes about Jalen Brown? He doesn't and get Avery the Brown? ball enough. Well, that's because he doesn't get the minutes. Because yeah, he's a young player. Right. I don't think that Stevens has the trust in him to put him out there as much as uh, he's as starting he to. He's, star- he's starting to get more minutes, but then he 
ha- he now has the injury, which uh, hampers his development. And Bradley's been injured. Right. Well, one thing that um, Isaiah Thomas has that doesn't show up in, in the box score is when when he has the ability to recruit the way he does and tell people how Boston is, and he's a part of the culture, and he sees the winning team, he knows what Brad's team is about, he knows what the front management's about, you really got to put it in consideration and say, this guy has the factor. And the it factor. Yeah, he's got a chip no on pun his shoulder. In, no pun intended. I, I think he wants to win in this league. I think he wants to be a guy that brings a championship here. I, I kind of think that's Isaiah's mentality. He does have that chip on his shoulder. Selected last in his draft. Yeah. You know, so uh, you've got a guy in Isaiah here that I think will play whatever role is necessary in order to win. I know he's got an ego, but... Uh, do you really think that if a guy like Paul George were to come to the Celtics, that Isaiah wouldn't welcome becoming a facilitator? I'm with you, Dave. I, I, like, I, like, I do think we really welcome that, that role. Like, like, we see the egos in this league. Is Isaiah really among the worst? No. no he just no. wants to be paid. No, he's he, he's he's no diva. Well, he's a he's a diva. He's a bit of a diva, but it's nowhere right. near what we've seen out of some of the top players he, in the league. He's no LeBron. No way! And, He's not even close. You can kind of make you can kind of make the case for MVP this year because of what you talk about, where he's making unbelievable shots, and fourth quarter numbers are insane. And not only that, but now he owns um, the twenty point streak in Celtics history. Yeah. He, yeah. He, so he, yeah, he's he, he, well, and we have a check for that. Look, right? yeah. we, we haven't heard anything coming out of Isaiah except for that one game he got taken out of the fourth quarter at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season, and that was the he, only he game where he didn't Brad score Stevens twenty points this season. Yeah. So, so look, I I think that this is a guy who. The biggest thing we've seen with his ego is that he said he wants to get paid. He's going to finish third in the MVP voting this year, according to you know this what, possibly, panel here. You know what? Possibly second. If they get number one seed. He's getting paid number one seed. He's getting paid a million dollars this year, right. and he's going to finish top three in the MVP voting. Of course, he wants to get paid. That, that's but you'll value. have you'll have to pay him moving forward, and that's right. why I don't think it will his value come. goes down when the price tag goes. But up. I don't think he would go to the bench if he's making you know twenty four, twenty five million dollars right. per year. Why does year. he have to? If you bring in Paul George, because I I, I don't see why can't Isaiah, you still I have agree, Mark, why I can't agree you still have Marcus Smart coming off the bench as your point well guard? because you uh, you need someone coming off the bench who can score. And well, I thought that you just said Marcus Smart was becoming a phenomenal scorer. Y- yes, but he's more apt to help a Paul George than to help Isaiah because Isaiah can he's create got a two way game. Right. I, I like his yeah. two way game. And also, just a quick thing: it's six and a half million dollars. So let's not act like he's not making anything. Well, he's making six and a half. Million he's making dirt for a guy who's going to finish thir- right. third or higher. He, he's in the MVP great value for the price right now. But when his price tag goes up. His, yeah. uh, the value of him goes down. All, all I'm saying is if we're basing the ego off the fact he wants to get paid, I don't blame him right. for wanting to get paid. Obviously, I don't think that that's uh, a, a red flag in terms of his ego. And to suggest that bringing Paul George here would somehow cause issues instead, like, instead of make the team better, I don't care what you got to do with Isaiah Thomas at that point. If you get Paul George here, make him the sixth man. Make him a facilitator. I don't care what you do. You'll figure it out because Paul George makes you a contender. Yeah, and I don't think it will be a problem or a conflict with the roster if Isaiah Thomas and Paul George, you know, collaborate together. I think they can make it happen. But you're talking about two guys that love the ball, you know, and you got to look at it. Who's going to be a facilitator? Who's right. going to be a scorer? Isaiah has been the scorer. He loves that role. That's, that's he's not going to change. Would, well, that's why I think quick. he would flourish as I, the sixth man. If Isaiah's going to be on this team when you bring the superstar here, if and when that superstar inevitably 
is going to be a ball stopper. Right. Just like Isaiah. And so at some point, if you want Isaiah to be part of a championship team, once you bring a superstar in here, he's going to have to assume the role of facilitator. Right. And don't forget, Marcus Smart could be a part of the trade proposal with you know the the, the opposing teams. Yeah, so it could. he may not be here. Right. So you got to look at it and say, is Isaiah Thomas really your point guard moving forward? I don't know about that because you have Terry Rozier, yes, but you're going to have to make a move here and there. All right, when we come back uh, from this quick break, we'll discuss our reaction to Claude Julien returning to the Montreal Canadiens. That's, of course, where he started his career as an NHL head coach after a decade in Boston. Uh, We'll get into that next year on the Sports Blast ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's local ESPN.